Right, we're back with episode three of the Clutch Team podcast with myself and Dwayne on Hello. October 28th. Three games into the season, we're going to be breaking down the Battle of LA. Yep. We're going to be talking about some of the surprises that we saw from teams, Phoenix, Atlanta, a few more. Yep. We're going to go through the rookie radar, some players that have really impressed us, Down and we're going to be going through the clutch mode. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's do it. Dwayne, yep. battle for LA. LeBron, Kawhi, AD, we didn't see AD Paul George. Yep. But it was a very, very good first matchup between that between them two. Oh yeah, it was a it was a great game. Um but I felt halfway through the second quarter, the Clippers started to make their presence known and started to just control the game from, from then on. Uh, how that was done, team defense. They're Amazing. dogs on defense, huh? Dogs. Like exactly what we thought they were going to be. Um, we were saying we were exhausted watching them. I was tired. Yeah, man. They, the, the way they move together, they have four guys who are like 6'8 and that can guard multiple positions, which is going to be a problem for the Lakers and the rest of the league. Like... That's insane. They got that underrated. The most underrated pickup for them that I saw was Mo Harkless, in uh-huh. terms of his length and what yeah. he brings with with Kawhi. I think he probably edges out Pat Patterson eventually for that yeah. spot that they've got probably rotating until Paul George comes back. Yeah. But what was probably on defense? They were such dog. They were so energetic. They were in their face consistently. They didn't let one thing I saw specifically. They didn't let LeBron pass to AD in the post. Get it to him. They were cutting every pass. And once yep. that, that reflected that at the end of the game. I think it was LeBron only had one assist to AD for the whole game. Yeah, they anticipated that so well. They forced five turnovers turnovers out of LeBron because of that. It was it was a really big, like, you could tell that the Clippers were up for this game. They really wanted to dominate. They wanted to put some assertion yeah. on there. And, well, assertion, assertiveness out there. And Pat Patterson, Pat Patterson, when Pat Patterson went to OKC, you know, I reckon, he, I thought he was going to be like, we're going to see this legit awesome 3 and Stretch four, yeah, and he didn't do anything. I, I don't know what his stats were when he was at OKC shooting three, but it was trash. Yeah, but his post up defense because all the Clippers, all the Lakers ran for AD, and yep. I saw that in the second game as well, was just a shitload of post up. Yeah, I don't know what the what the stats were, or what the numbers were, and how many post ups, but it would have been every second play, every third play, consistent post ups into fadeaway jump shots and just yep. low percentage shots. It was trash. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good, and um. We talk about the Clippers' defense, but it was clear they had the best man on the court. Kawhi the Leonard. When he wanted to take over, he took over in the second. Absolutely destroyed them. And he, it just seemed his, like there was no answer. His ability to get to his spot at the most amount of... Just he's so calm. It's yeah. not quick. It's just, I'm going to take you to this spot and I'm going to post you up and I'm going to shoot this fadeaway jump shot or I'm going to make the place passing and yeah. playmaking looks a lot more improved. His um his chemistry with Zubac and uh Montrez Harrell oh have been has been awesome. They have um the Clippers the Clippers look really good. One thing that was really good to see even in the first and second game as well, they run a shitload of interchangeable pick and rolls with Kawhi. So yep. they'll run even I saw Shamit, who Shamit will come, then he'll space the floor. Mm-hmm. Montrez, Harrell, Lou Williams, they'll run like staggered screens and doubles. Yeah. And he's just playmaking and getting those passes off. We could see Kawhi average a shitload of assists this year compared to what yeah. he's used to in previous seasons. And to be fair, they just don't have 
another playmaker no. when Paul George isn't there yeah. from a ball handling ability. So that's pretty interesting to see. I think they're going to be exactly who we thought they were going to be. And they've also got like that X factor in Lou Will, who can just who can get a shot from anywhere. Exactly right. And for the, the later on in the season, when the playoffs comes, we see what Lou Will can do. And they're going to have three of those legit guys that can create their own shot consistently yep. every single game. It's going to be hell. It's going to be hell. And I think, man, it was actually just really fucking surprising to see them against um, Phoenix drop that game. I know yeah. that's a completely different topic, yep. but that was uh, that was a little bit surprising. But we're going to get into Phoenix pretty soon. Just surrounding the battle for LA, Go. everything surrounding it in terms of the commercials the before commer- the game. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. That was all pre-planned. Like, yeah. That's that's huge. That's like, I've got a public service announcement. I'm the king. I'm in LA. Like, it was... It was crazy. He's, he's planning, he's plotting and scheming consistently since that chip. Yep. He's been putting himself in a position of dominance. He wants, he wants to let. He, and LeBron was very play down, like yeah. it's not a battle for LA. We're just chilling. And you know what? To be fair, that's really good. And LeBron knows what he's doing. He probably knows that the Lakers have enough to figure out with AD coming in, the few more pieces. Kuzma's still got to back, come back in. He doesn't need to put any additional pressure yeah. on the Lakers trying to create this battle type of thing, even though come playoff time and come the rest of the season when yeah. it's really getting down to the crunch moments, it's going to be that battle for them. He, and it, it, it's smart that he played it down, but it, you can't hide that there's not a rivalry. There, has, like, there that's, is. That's crazy. He knows it. We know it. Lakers, Lakers uh, players, former, and now even current, have given shit to the Clippers for years and years. Just being years a come. Sh- trash organization yeah. the way they run. Like it's like the older brother bullying They're the joke. older brother. Yeah, they've been a comedy since a comedy of errors since how many owners? Who was their previous owner before this? I forget his name. Don Donald Sterling. Yeah, and we know what sort Infamous. of baggage he brought before yeah. that. And they used to train at rec centers. You know that before they never had any sort of infrastructure. Or, so it's fair enough that they were the the comedy of LA. But now they're looking like they're going to be the powerhouse. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, on to surprises. We touched on Phoenix, mm-hmm. man. And we're going to touch on another surprise after this, but I want okay. to start on Phoenix first because I've probably seen... I just didn't see this coming to the level. I know it's three games in, yeah, yeah. but that coaching change and Monty Williams coming in has probably already seen the difference yep. within three games. Defensively, they're engaged as ever. They're putting in actual effort. I'm seeing Devin yeah. Booker put in some consistent effort yep. on the on the defensive end, which is really good. And the other thing that's really surprising, they've actually got some comp- like competent players, mm-hmm. like Aaron Baines. Yep. They've got Ricky Rubio now. Mm-hmm. They've got Dario Saric. They've got actual, some sort of depth, but they're actually playing with some purpose. Yeah, they're playing. Their defense is very gritty, in your face. They've got guys like Ubre who like to talk trash, get underneath your skin. Um, oh, Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, letting, um, letting everyone know that he's actually still alive and still yeah. going. He's um brought some energy. It's they've got some depth. I think defensively is where it's been probably the, the biggest difference. Yep. Mikhail Bridges, who's so lengthy. Mm. Aaron Baines is bring is gonna bring grit. He's gonna put on hard screens. He's gonna take charges. Yep. It's, I, I think sure. they. Well, they also got a a great point guard like in rookie Rubio, like a floor general. I wouldn't say great point guard, but he, he's well. It takes the pre- it takes the pressure off Booker De- Devin to yeah. actually get to his spots. They run some really good action with him where he's at the um he's at the elbow and he'll yeah. come off the screen and then he'll go straight down the middle into the actual guts. It's actually yeah. pretty good. I, I think they've got a chance at at least being a lot more competitive and a 35-win season, yeah. who I, I would never have thought this was going to happen. 35-win season could be 
a possibility for them. The most important thing is like they're playing with the sense of purpose now. Like, it just doesn't look like they want to be a joke anymore. And I think that's pretty reflective in what Devin Booker said in the preseason where he's just like, I don't care about 50-point games or scoring the bucket. I actually want to win games. And now it's probably time. He's been in the league for, what, four or five years now? Is this his fifth year? Yep. This is his fifth year. It's probably time that he starts having a real impact and imprint on some wins. That could just go back to the coaching, man, to be The honest. coaching and Monty the Williams. They've got to put a team out and they've yeah. never had competent players or a competent team out there and they've actually put some pieces. And the most surprising part about all of that and how well they've played is actually that I forgot that DeAndre Ayton got suspended for 25 games. That's actually a testament Crazy. to how well they're playing that I've forgotten about that. Yep. Um, um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is horrible. It's all going to go downhill now for the Suns. It, it was a bad look for them, bad look for Aiden. Just you don't like seeing basketball players with, you know, performance. This is crazy. Yeah. This never happens. No. They've done this literally because the Phoenix Suns won a game so well, so convincingly in the first game. Yeah, I don't know. They could test how many other players, and they could probably suspend a, a portion of the league. So the fact that they've gone at the Phoenix Suns, I feel I feel bad for them. But they they could be three and zero. Like half their team was fouled out against Denver in Denver. Yeah, and they crazy. almost still got the win. So they beat, they beat the Clippers after coming back from the altitude and overtime. Exactly. That's crazy. That's with, no, with no Ricky Rubio and with no DeAndre Ayton. Yep. I don't know what's happening over there, but we're going to have to keep a very keen eye on it. But it's the first week. Every Crazy things always happen in the NBA. That's crazy. We can get... Tracking it so closely, as, as we all do, you get swept up yep. in every single moment at the end of every single game. You can just get swept up in some crazy shit that's happening. But that's how insane the league is. Um, the other team... That's probably been ment- I had mental warfare in the last pod when we were doing the West predictions. Mental warfare. Is it mini? No, it's not mini. It's Golden State. Golden State. How can we forget about Golden State? How can I forget about Golden State? We can't forget about Well, we can forget about them because they've got about six G League players on there. So we probably <laughs> yeah. could forget about them. But that this is like embarrassing. And the part is teams want to just embarrass them. Oh, teams are pissed off. Like... Um, they just, yeah, they want to destroy them after the last five years. You know, you can showboat and everything, but once the runs are done, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. And this is absolute warfare. You saw it on the, on the game against, um, what do you call it? Um, when they played the Clippers and there was that clip of Pat Beverly. I know he talks a lot of shit. Yeah. Probably biggest shit talker in the league. Mm-hmm. But when he was apparently talking shit to security guards and the fans, and he was yeah. asking where they were going and what's happening. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that. All year round, teams are going to be rolling through there. So they just don't have any defense to stop it right now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Draymond better prepare himself because out of everyone, he was doing the most talking the last few years. Well, he was, if you remember in the finals when he was just like, we're going to go to game four, we're going to go to Toronto, we're going to win game four, then we're going to come back here, we're going to win game five, then we're going to win game six, and it's going to be fun times ahead. This doesn't seem like too much fun. No. And it doesn't seem like they're going to be... They, I don't think they... I don't reckon they thought this was going to be the case. But if you look at the roster and how it's yeah. constructed from a, from what the front office have done, I'm not sure how they thought this team was going to compete. The way this, the way this roster is constructed is literally G League yep. caliber. Material. When we go through some of these names, and we did it briefly, and I know we... Uh, for me, anyway, I just talked about the Steph. I thought Pride. But Pride and Steph and... Draymond can't cover this. This is no like, way, man. who is this? Willie Cauley, Willie Cauley someone's going to come back. Eric Paschal, Omari Spielman, Jordan Poole, who's a rookie, so we'll cut him some slack. Jacob Evans, the third, and then Glenn Robinson, the third. And then we've got, 
who to come? And then we got Marquise Chris, who apparently beat out Alfonso McKinney for the last spot on their roster. They're in trouble, bro. It's They're a big in problem. Trouble. And you know what? They've got three other players to come back. Willie Cauley-Stein, Kavon Looney, who's yeah, definitely yeah. decent and yep. very key serviceable. And the other one is Alec Burks. But it's that whole thing, like, every night when they play, guys are coming for them. They're coming for blood. I reckon they've got some... Can that roster hold up? And I don't, I don't really like the dynamic between D'Angelo and Steph, to be honest. I don't, so I'm, I'm not a D'Angelo lover. First of all, first and foremost, that's the thing with me. I don't significantly rate him yeah. as high as maybe some other people have him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he's that good of a shooter. And he doesn't... I'm trying to think what he's going to create with the rest of the players that are on that team and what he offers. And I'm not sure it's, it's there enough for him to do outside of what he does, which is just score the ball. Score the ball. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to have to score the ball at a ridiculous clip, which... It doesn't suit that style as well, like that Steph and Dre play. No, 100%. There's no floor spacing there. No. And in the game that they played, they played their first game, or one of the games I was watching um, was against the Clippers, mm-hmm. obviously the Clippers game. Yeah. And they were still running this offense where they thought they had better pieces, like Steph was still motioning yeah. and all of this stuff. I'm thinking, I was watching, I'm just like, why is that happening? Yeah. They don't have the caliber of players for Steph to be consistently doing that. Maybe when Willie Cauley's time comes back and Kevon Looney, we'll see maybe a bit more pick and roll and some isolation from Steph to actually get some better shots for himself because yeah. right now it's just going to be... Steph's not going to get any easy shots. Man, when he was, when he, I was watching him play, they had the main defender on him and they just had another one just sagging off the other player. Yeah. Ready to whatever he was going to do. And Steph is... He's going to deal with that on a nightly basis. It's, it's going to be tough. Steph is how special he is and how great he is. He's not a juggernaut like LeBron where he can just force his way on the game in every single facet like that for them to win every single game. There's got to be a little bit more there for him. A little bit. I'm not going to cry on the help thing, but yeah. this team is trash. So where do they head from here? Are they going to so, are they going to rest Steph a lot of games? They're going to load manage him. So this, do they want to pick? If you, that's a good, it's a very good question, and I would probably Clay was on TNT on that first before they played that first game, and the way he talked about it is he's definitely not coming back. Yep. He said there's no reason to rush back and come into playoffs if we're not going to be competitive. He's just like, let's see how this team goes and how they gel. So he's definitely not coming back. Steve Kerr confirmed that. He's not coming back. He's not coming he's back. Done. So we can take away... If that's the case, are we going to ride Steph into the ground after five straight playoff deep runs, championship yeah. runs, and we're going to come back next year? I think we're probably more likely to see if there's a niggling injury or bits and yeah, pieces yeah. that come up. He's just going to sit and it might get to a point where... Like we saw with LeBron last year at the Lakers, yeah. you just say, you know what, this is not best for us. We're just going to sit him, we're going to rest him, and we're going to re up next year, and we're going to make some movements, and we're going to make some change, and we're going to see what we can get out of this roster and go from there. I think it's the way to go. I know they had high hopes with the new center and everything like that, the new stadium, but your future means they're, more than. They're a, they're a smart front office. Yeah. They're going to be thinking about. I think they already said that the move for D'Angelo was much as a long term move as it was for one to try and compete now. Yeah. I think competing now is obviously completely out the window unless yeah. some crazy shit was to happen. Um, I think they should just rest up and come back next year stronger and better with Clay. Yeah, I agree. But that's I didn't think that was going to happen, man. This is not... I don't like this for I Steph. thought it was a chance they might not make the eight. I don't like this. I, I, I had them six. I, I could have had them ninth easily. Yeah. Easily. And fuck, just the pride of them and what they what they've done over the last few years yeah. but even they even the great golden state warriors are not good enough to hide this trash roster
The league keeps moving on, man. 100%. That's how it and is. then the next team that's probably surprised us, who have you got? Over three games. Mini. Mini? They've surprised me. Yeah, see, I liked Mini. I semi liked Mini. Yeah, you did. I liked uh, it. I was talking, I know, off the podcast, just there was something there. There was a little bit of pieces coming back. Yep. Cat going to another level, which he's he's probably gone through, he's finding that level three games in. Cat is, Cat has been crazy the these past three games. Um, a stat I saw was against Brooklyn, he had 22 field goal attempts. 11 of those were three-point field goal attempts. It's outrageous. And he made seven of them. It's, it's, I was like, all this guy does is shoot threes. But obviously he has a full offensive game. But I was like, I can't believe the way he's shooting it and the rate he's shooting it at is unreal. It's something that's obviously seven of 11 is not yeah. sustainable. But we saw from last year, 40% from the three-point range for a, a legit seven-foot yeah. player is in this day and age. He can go up with like the Chris Stapps of the world yeah. shooting the ball like that, which is outrageous and i got a question for you before we go on before we go on cat would you think that he has a potential to be a better big completely than ad yes i think he can um from they both have similar offensive games like they're well-rounded they can score in the post shoot the three hit the mid-range put it off the dribble put it off the dribble it's unreal but i would give ad slight edge at the moment because of his handling and he his passing ability he is a better player he's got a much tighter handle and probably much better pass than that we're going to see this year. Not saying that Cat's unselfish. He can pass the ball. But he did it many times against Charlotte. Like, when he when he got the double team coming, he, he got it out there. Got it I think the I would... This is going to sound crazy. I think I'd almost rather have Cat next to LeBron than AD. I know that's going to sound super crazy and they're, like, interchangeable and they're both super elite yeah, at that yeah. level. But, I don't know, Cat, the way he can just go out and get you a bucket in any sort of way. AD's 100% got that potential. Yep. I think what we've seen with the Pelicans, he probably doesn't... It's probably been a lot more alley-oops or not much yeah. bouncing the basketball to get those points. But Cat has been incredibly impressive for his ability to impact the game over the first three over the first three games that they've had this this year. Yeah. Um, well, it shows with the player Im- impact estimate. Yeah, well, he leads the league. That's, that's very very good. Um, but they've got a ch- they've got a chance. They've got some players that have come back, and I think today, even though even though Miami came off a a massive win, an yeah. overtime win against the Bucks. Bucks. They had to. Do they have to crawl back against that win, against that game today and actually come back? It was pretty competitive, and I think yeah. I think old mate Wiggins just went off. He went crazy. He hit four threes and made a really tough layup with the last six minutes to go. Like, it's that, good. We give him we give him a lot of shit, and I saw some. Yeah. Even in the Brooklyn game that went overtime, he hit a couple of really big important shots, games. Yeah. Really big shots for him in that game. So that was pretty good to see. You know what? I I laughed at their depth. And I had them as one of the worst teams in the league, but no, um, I don't mind it. Yeah, after mind. three games, they're looking. It's not bad. Okoji, I don't, I don't mind Jake Lehman. They've still got. I think I don't think Noel Vonleh's got that many minutes, but he's still there as a body. Yeah. But they've got a little bit more depth, and Jarrett Culver actually isn't even playing. They've sort of just got him playing very, very small minutes. So if he can get amongst it and probably yep. get a little bit of confidence and get a bit of minutes on the floor. Could be something. And that Jake Lehman, he's actually yeah. been pretty and good. I told you about Jake yeah. Lehman. He can space the floor. And he shoot, can shoot, he can shoot, the, shoot ball. the ball, man. He yeah. can shoot the ball. It's actually not too bad. Um, but yeah, they're going to be another team that I'm going to really suss out and I'm going to see if if Kyle can do it on his own for a little bit because he's got no Jimmy there. It's literally all him. Yep. And Jimmy's been gone for a little while, so that whole stench is gone. Mm-hmm. Now I can see what he wants to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, like he can do a whole lot of things. 100%. Yep. 100%. But they've been very impressive. The other team that I would probably touch on do you know who I think it would be? It would probably be Atlanta. 
Atlanta. Ice tray. Ice tray, man. Ice tray is cold blooded. Cold blooded. And they they took that game. Yeah. Oh, he took that game over. He took both games over. He took both games over. Orlando and nine. Detroit. He he single handedly changed both games. His ability to to score the ball any which way to yeah. his size is extremely impressive. Extremely he had a couple impressive. of shots from the logo. Like yeah, he won from the logo and he did this little shimmy. Yeah. Before he did this little shimmy before he shot the ball. He's got supreme confidence. I think that's the thing that stands out the most. His confidence, how it's come from his rookie season to his soft. Like this is crazy, man. He's dropped. 35-plus both games. I think that Luka Doncic, Trey Young comparison is probably going to... It'll be linked forever. It'll be linked forever. Yeah. And you, it, you, you know what? It could be a great story. If we could see them eventually ever come up against each other in mm-hmm. some sort of finals capacity, I know that's obviously a lot way down the track, yeah. but just to see them compete at this level, and obviously Luka started on like a house on fire as well, yep. so that is going to be consistently there. But I think Atlanta have just got... They've got a little bit... That the East is so open that if mm-hmm. they want to try and they do something, that. that there is there is something there. And again, we talk about the defense. Yeah. Lord Peace has got playing them, got them playing some real stout, yeah. intense defense. Also, the pick and roll action with John Collins, it's unstoppable. Yeah, it's almost like every time it's like free free buckets. It's kind of. It's kind of like at the moment, it's like a baby version of Nash and Stoudemire. I feel. Yeah, that's how. I that's look pretty at good it. comparison yeah. because I would probably be more impressed with um. Trey's passing ability and playmaking ability yeah. and how comfortable he is on that end, probably more so than his shooting and scoring. So that could be a comparison. He is... Would he be similar size to Amari as well, 6'9"? Yeah. They're similar, like the like undersized but super explosive, athletic, yeah. athletic and they've got max effort. Um, they're a team that I'll start... And Kevin Hurd is going to probably get more integrated back in. He came yeah. off an injury and he's looked pretty good. He actually played the point guard. He played yeah. the point guard when Trey wasn't playing, which is... Interesting to see. Um, yeah, but I'll be pretty... I'll have, I'll have an eye on them continuously yep. if Trey's putting up fucking... They were one of our French teams. Game. They, they were, were a French team and they might push themselves in if they can keep going. Yeah. Um, you know what other team I've probably been pretty pretty impressed with? Mm-hmm. It's pretty big... Pretty big wraps on their game against Milwaukee but Miami Heat. I'm surprised they got that done in overtime. 21 down. Yeah. Was it 21 down? Yeah. It was something outrageous was. like that. It was crazy. Um, they Their ability to find players and integrate them into their system. And obviously, Miami's a little bit different of an organization. They mm. have a very specific criteria of the yep. players that they're going to bring in. Yep. If you tick certain boxes, you might have deficiencies everywhere else. But if you tick a certain amount of boxes, they're going to give you a chance to come in and actually impress. Yep. And I think they found someone in Kendrick Nunn. Undrafted. Undrafted. Obviously, he balled out in the preseason 40 points. Yep. And he's just come in strength to strength and he's probably forced their hand a little bit the way he's played before Jimmy's come back where yeah. he's going to have to play. He's going to have to start when Jimmy comes back and they're probably lucky. They have such an interchangeable lineup yeah. where Winslow can move to a different position. You can still play none when Jimmy yeah. Butler comes in. But his ability to score the ball off the dribble mm-hmm. and you know what? He looks so... When you watch him play, he's smooth. Yeah. Like he's re- like NBA ready. He's got a, such a good feel for the game. Yeah. Man, they their ability to go out and find these guys that just match up exactly what they want. It's such a nice surprise. Like you don't really, it, it's not very often where you get two guys that are come in and they're just ready to go in. None and Hero, Tyler Hero, another guy in the preseason. It happens so many, so much. You see these guys ball out in the preseason. Yeah. Then the NBA season starts and they probably don't look as ready or the game pace changes. But yep. another guy that just looks 
extremely comfortable and extremely confident in he's got his an arrogance game. about him. He's got an ag- arrogance yeah. and he's got a presence about him. But you like that. But the most impressive thing I've seen from Tyler Hero is because he shot the ball a lot in the preseason. He mm-hmm. was, he almost had the green light to whatever free shot was there. Yeah. He was able to take. He hasn't taken any bad shots in the no. first three games. He's been very controlled. And I think that, that just speaks to the culture, though. Like maturity. They were put up with that shit. Maturity. Yeah. They're such a mature organization. They know exactly what they want for the players that come in. Yeah. Man, when Jimmy comes in, they could they have a chance to really do some. Steph was Steph was happy with them. Yeah. Steph yeah. was high on them. I think. I After the, three games, yeah. you see Bam breaking out. Mm-hmm. He had a huge block against the Bucs. He had a massive the chase, down, down, it was chase, chase down block. block. Yeah. Chase down block. Um, play games. I didn't rate them so I didn't rate them so high because I didn't know how good none would be, and I wanted to see something out of Bam, but they've definitely shut me up. They're, they've they're got playing great. They've got some the ability to have Goran Dragic come on as a sixth man. Yeah, and then probably when Jimmy comes back. You probably have Tyler Hero go back to the mm-hmm. bench, so you could probably have Tyler Hero and a Goran Dragic combination with some starters or with some bench players. I think that could be. They're gonna have. They're gonna have some. They're gonna have some wins on the board. They have one issue. What? Neon Dion. No, he's gone. Neon is gone. Gone and done. He's done. Finished. So pack him. Send him home. Okay. Wherever he might not be, he might not find a new home. That's true. That's the level of yeah. worry for Neon Dion right now. Um, so after all those surprising teams, I reckon the next thing we probably want to talk about, or I want to talk about anyway, mm-hmm. is um, the rookies. Yeah. Because we've talked about a few, obviously, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and this rookie class looks pretty... I, I like it. Yeah. I think we liked it coming in, mm-hmm. into the start of the season. Shame, obviously, we haven't been able to see any Zion. Yeah. Um, but there's been some pretty pretty damn good performances out of a few of them. Probably the most... The two, the two craziest ones. Yep. Probably been RJ after three and Jar. Yep. Jar's game today was outrageous. Jar scored thirty points on his third game, man. Yeah. On his third game. Now I think we're going to be talking about this guy a lot. And he made big plays during the game. He stole the ball from Kyrie and he blocked him in crucial moments. He, of the sc- game. he scores the ball, then blocks him in the next end to take it to overtime. His layups. How athletic is this dude? Unreal. Yeah, he stays in the air for a lot. He stays. For, he's he's got some ridiculous talent. Some and he's got some. He's got that. I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is when you look at someone, when you look mm-hmm. at a player, and you're just like, he's got it. He, yeah, he's I don't got know what it, it is, yeah, yeah. but it's there. Like I feel he's got this touch. He understands. He understands the moment. He's Even very if, slick and a, a finesse guy, but um, he just has that swagger. He's got some real swagger, and I think that's probably what we're seeing. Even yep. in the first game against Miami, he started mm-hmm. like it was no riffraff. I think he was probably perfect from the field. His first four or five yep. field goal attempts started so nice and. He, he's someone that we're going to be talking about these ridiculous moments like we yep. saw a lot this year and going forward. But um, he's just a, he's just different. He's made them a legit yep. proper league pass team. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think most of us were pretty confident. I think all of us have after the Zion injury had him winning the rookie, of the, year. rookie of the year. But when you get to see it, mm-hmm. like three games in, you get to see what we got to see today. We yeah. just know. We just know with him. I, I watched most of that game today. I did not think he was going to go for thirty. It was just, he got to every spot. He's got so many ways of scoring the ball. Tough layups. Tough layups. He's got that little floater. Yeah. If they can get some, if they can get some players that can pass him the ball when he's coming downhill from the top of the key, mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing some posterizations of some players. Yeah. Um, which is going to be... Exciting times. Real exciting. The other guy that's looked really, really good to start off is um, RJ Barrett. Oh, he's been... He's just good at everything. Like... He is definitely good. Rebound the ball, makes the selfless pass. He had a play against Boston um, 
where he put the ball in, he missed the shot, yep. but he was the first one to go back and put that put his put back in, and he got real animated about it after. Yeah, he took um on the baseline, he took Gordon Hayward off the dribble and absolutely threw down a monster slam, and he loved it. Um, probably the most impressive thing I've seen from RJ is just defensive effort. He look he looks a little bit lost out there as a, as yep. a rookie is going to look, but effort wise, I think he had six deals the other day yep. in his second game, which. I'm not sure how many rookies have done that in their second game, but he's someone that could actually bring some actual some sort of exciting times to New York, which yeah. could be a tough year. Probably is going to be a tough year. He's got that competitive nature about him. Well, he's going to be. He's get, at the end of the he day. He wants to win. At the end of the day, his godfather is Steve Nash, so he's yeah. going to be getting some ridiculous True. insights, and he's going to be able to sit down with Steve and break down film and go into some nitty gritty stuff and actually probably get a much high-level understanding of the game than those other players are, are getting. The guy dropped 20 against the Spurs. That's not easy it's to good. do. It's good. He looked very comfy doing it. And he can actually... Some of his three shooting, yep. it's been pretty good to see. Well, he made four against the, the Celtics. Good enough, man, to yep. start the season. I'll tell you how Ben Simmons got. Zero. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the, other per, the other person... Well, Kobe White. Kobe White. You like what you're saying from Kobe White? I am. He surprised me. You didn't like him. No, I didn't. At all? Yep. I, I didn't like him at all. He I'm has... calling you out on it. I know. I'm going to say... Uh, and I'm, I'm admitting I'm wrong. All right. That's while well, you're after three games. It's yeah. a long season, but three games. He, um, he has a herky-jerky offense. It's, it's very unconventional. Yeah. I didn't think... And he looks so strong for his size. Like the way he can get to the basket. He gets he, he gets to the basket. He's got pace off the dribble. Yeah. He's got this like he likes his step-back threes. He yeah. likes his step-back mid-range and stuff like that. What these guys have in common is, we said it, they're just extremely comfortable. They have a very good feel of the game. Like, they've come in, yeah. they're NBA-ready yeah. players. And, and look, they're obviously very, very high picks, so they should. But yeah. to impact the game the way they're doing it against some of the opposition that they're doing it against, it's been pretty pretty good to see. There's been a few guys. Um, PJ Washington's another dude. Yeah. How... Uh, I'll tell you how much money we had on PJ on um, Chicago to win that game. And PJ oh. Washington, seven threes, breaks a record for rookie and debutants. Yeah. Man, I couldn't believe what I was seeing out of that. Seven threes, 27 points. I didn't think PJ Washington would uh, ruin my bet. I really like didn't. It killed, it killed me. Oh. Took my heart out. But maybe maybe Michael Jordan's got, got one of his picks right. <laughs> yeah. He's got one of his picks right out of a... Outside of Kemba, nothing. So the other one would be Rui. He looks extremely comfortable. Yeah. And he looks like a grown-ass man. He does. Um, I, I love the way he plays the pick and roll. Yeah. Um, he's got a great mid-range. He's, does what he does. Fills in the lane when he has to. And with them, he's they obviously... The, the Washingtons have been semi-competitive, which has been random yeah. as well, to be honest. But he's, um, he's going to get a lot of shots. He's going to get a lot of usage. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to probably sh- strut his stuff. And he's... One that, yeah, I, I can't remember where he went. What, pick 12-ish around that area? And he's already become their second best player, really. Well, after Beal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to see. He's, he's one that I think will progress and put up some outrageous numbers for, for most of the year. And, um, yeah, from there we'll probably go on to... It was pick nine. Pick nine. Yeah. Right, pick nine. Top ten pick. Yeah. And from there, I guess we'll probably go on to our clutch moments. Yeah. And... Three games in to the season, there was probably some pretty clutch moments already. Um, None other than the one we saw this morning. Jay Crowder. I was on the way. I was on the train yep. going to work. And we saw Jay Crowder's, Crowder's walk-off. 
buzzer beater overtime home crowd what one more can you ask for in a game they they probably didn't they probably didn't expect themselves to win no but Jay Crowder walk off is the number one clutch moment right now because it's a walk off yeah but then we have to go through there was a few others there was some oh, really good ones yeah we've got Tory Tory Craig block on Booker yeah huge Andrew Wiggins we yeah. mentioned it before he's four threes both games big layup in the in the Miami game that's double time clutch moments for Andrew huge. Wiggins. Kyrie's dagger against the Knicks. Just that when the Knicks bomb, thought they man. were going to come back, Kyrie just went Side bang. Side from three from downtown. That was ridiculous. And DeMar made one of the craziest layups to yeah. win the game. Yeah, he was The yeah. hands were spinning. Going de- yeah, That's going when you know it's crazy. That was good. That was also... That was also Luka was pretty clutch in the game against the Pels. That was super tight. He hit the, the one bank. off the backboard. The yeah. bank. And then... Trey. Old mate Trey matched it Another, yesterday. A dagger again. A dagger... That's crazy. I don't even know which one's the best one. I think Jay Crowder's is because it's a walk-off. Yeah. But we're going to keep the clutch moments coming for the rest of the year because it looks like it's going to be pretty action-packed. Very lucky to have the clutch moments in the first week. We've got another full day tomorrow. I thought there's going to be six of them. That's it for episode three after three games. Um, We'll be back. We're going to be back next week and we're going to be changing it up. Might be Stefan and Mikey. Might be Stefan and Dom. It might be Dwayne and Steph. It's going to be a dynamic duo hitting me every single week, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to us on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. That will be greatly appreciated. We out. We out.